What's up, everyone? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes. Uh, this is <laughs> Tuck Rule Takes Take Take Three. Um, just some background, real quick. So we have been trying to get this this episode up and running for. <laughs> I, I thought you were frozen. Holy shit! Okay, so we've been trying to get this episode going for what, like half an hour. So we get on the first time. All of a sudden. Liam, we're all good to go. We start it. Liam can't hear anything. Okay, whatever. That's fine. We'll stop it. We'll do another one. We do that. We do the next one. We're in the middle of talking. Liam freezes and he's frozen <laughs> like he was like he was playing the the, the piano with like a stink. Face. I don't know what was going I'm do, on. I'm doing the stanky leg while on RuneScape. I'm like. The, that is exactly how it looked. But it seems, it appears, but now we are full, all systems go. Not only is Liam not frozen, but the headphones are in. We're working. You got the Kobe Bryant jersey on. Uh, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant, obviously. Two years um, ago today, saddest yeah, fucking crazy, day of my life. Very crazy, right? The, the, to even think, I, I don't even know if I feel like it was longer or, um, or or sooner or something like that. But yeah, I saw it today and I was like, holy shit! I uh, I, I remember when that happened too. Just a quick, you know, we'll 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 start episode twenty seven, uh, doing a quick little Kobe thing. So you know, kind of where were you when it happened? I was at work. I was selling cars at the time. Um, I wasn't really doing much. I was just looking on my phone all day. Uh, wasn't out trying to get customers. I think it was a Sunday. I believe it was a Sunday. So I looked at my phone. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, Kobe Bryant, RIP, Kobe Bryant, this and that, all this stuff's going on, everything. Um, you know, they had all the, the weird false reports, all that stuff. But yeah, I Hashtag ended up being not Kobe. Ridiculous. I ended up being the one that told people about Kobe, and it was the worst thing because I had to relive it every time I told someone. But yeah, it was uh it was it, it was hard, but it was one of those the, one of those things like it was it's weird when it happens because like it's an athlete, like I've never met him, but I was like, damn, that's like it was just weird. It was one of those things where it was like that. It kind of took me back a little bit. Where were you? Remember where you were? The very spot on the highway. I know exactly uh, where I was. Yep, yep. I was uh, coming back and all my friends knew me. Uh, I'm a huge basketball, huge football guy. Mm -hmm. Growing up, my first, the reason I got into basketball was Allen Iverson. And I was a huge like Sixers, huge Allen Iverson guy growing up. And it was him against Kobe in the finals. And Kobe was always like the villain. And then as I got older, I was like, this guy's kind of sick. Realized yep. that Kobe yep. was my goat at like the age of nine. I started to come around and he would always play the Celtics in the finals. I was like, this guy's a dog. We keep trying to beat Kobe and he's getting us. Mm -hmm. So um, all my friends knew I was a big Kobe guy. Driving back on the highway, long night of booze. And I can't see past my eyebrows still. I'm critically hungover. No. And my buddy just happened to be on Twitter and he saw like the TMZ tweet yep. like yep. 13 seconds after they posted. He just happened to see it so recently, yep. knew I was a big Kobe guy. So he sends me the screenshot. And I'm like, I was like, Kobe can't die. Like it's physically That's what everybody impossible. was saying. He yeah. Can't I was like, I was like, he's Kobe. a superhuman. He's torn rotator cuffs, broken fingers, torn Achilles. He's still out there balling. Yeah, exactly. On. So I'm like, no, I'm like, I've heard a bunch of fake death reports report yep. before from other, you know, so-and-so. So I wasn't mm -hmm. too worried about it. Obviously, though, I got to do my due diligence, hop on Google, nothing, hop on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter at this point. I'm just typing Kobe Bryant Twitter <laughs> and then looking to see what's trending. Nothing. I'm like, all right, like slightly worried, slightly worried. 
I call my buddy, my roommate. I'm like, hey, like he's like, what? You were just here. I'm like, Kobe might have died, but I don't think he did. And he goes, hold on, I gotta check this out. So he hangs up, and then all of a sudden, I refresh the Google page, and right there, yep. TMZ comes up with it. A bunch of other articles come up with it, saying Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident. And immediately, I mean, like I care. Like when Kobe Bryant died, I was more sad than if most of my family members died. Like that fucking killed me. So yeah. I call my girlfriend at the time, now my ex girlfriend, just hysterically crying, just like uncontrollably crying. She's like, "What the hell's going on?" I call a bunch like, of my friends. They're all clueless. I come home sobbing. My mom comes in. She's like, "Oh my god, who died?" Thinking another one of my friends died in a motorcycle accident. I run up and hug her. I'm like, "Kobe Bryant." She's like, "Who?" She's like, Kobe oh, died. Mom. I was Come I was on. devastated. No, she knows who it was. She was just like, Why are you talking about Kobe Bryant? I was like, You fucking dead. It was a terrible, terrible experience. And uh, I've basically been depressed ever since. So yeah, so uh so welcome to Tuck Rule Takes. That's the uh, energy <laughs> that we're bringing today. Um, death and despair. Um, speaking of death and despair, um, Patriots are not in the playoffs right now. So this is the first episode. Um, that we've this done a in grim the, opening to an episode. Very, this is probably the, like like the bleakest that we've done. Um, wow. But yeah, so Patriots aren't in there. Obviously, they are. Uh, they got bounced by those good old bad, nasty, no good, downright Bills. Um, but there was still football. And Liam, I think uh, you said this on the second take of our <laughs> recording. Um, was the second, this was, I lose track. We had so many. <laughs> this was a tremendous weekend of football. I would say. Stunning. Stress-free. Literally. Stress-free. Yeah. Cause like, like I talked about in the second take, every outcome that we wanted, we hope for happened. We're like, Hey, if these outcomes can line up, you wanted the Niners. I wanted the Rams. They both won. Subsequently, that means Tom Brady lost. We also wanted the bills to lose. And then we said after that, once all those puzzle pieces fall into place, once you play that game where you drop the, the red piece down, it kind of bubbles down to the bottom. You have to get four in a row. Once you get that, then we got no worries. And now we watch the playoffs unscathed. No worry. No loss of years from stress. It's just oh. all even keel from here. And they were stellar games on top of it. So. It's beautiful. I mean, like you said, you did bring up the bills. I did want to say um, it's too much time has passed. We shouldn't talk about the bills anymore. Uh, that is beating a dead horse. That's it's what relevant. I've been told. It's relevant. Um, I was told that we that we probably shouldn't talk about the bills, but um, we're probably going to do that. Rub it in the face of your enemies. But no, why would we do we're... that? Why would we do that? My God, the bills fans are probably too busy at the zoo anyway. So what um, what we are going to start with, though, I think it's only right. We normally start with. <laughs> We normally start with <laughs> Zuboy, you know who you are. We only start with Mac Jones when they play. Mac Jones has not played. We'll start with the um, I was gonna say most recent. I completely forgot the, the former horrible, lover, horrible era of Cam Newton. So before that, it was our <laughs> Tom Brady. Uh guys, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Brady, no longer in the playoffs. He's out. Beautiful. He is out. Like you said, um, this was this this was the weekend for Patriots fans and us two in particular. Um, first and foremost, I wanted Tom Brady out. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the 
Oh, look at this. He can win without Bill, blah, blah, blah. Hey, by the way, Tom Brady in divisional rounds, undefeated with Bill Belichick. Without Bill Belichick, he's one and one. So I'm not saying that means anything. Proof but in the pudding right there. Yep, just do the math. That's all we're asking. Yeah, do the yeah, math. Yeah, that's it. Just look at the numbers, see what's going on, and just know Belichick made yeah. Brady. I know it. Liam knows it. You guys need to know it. Um, but Brady is out. Although, I do want to send our uh, thoughts, prayers, condolences to Tom Brady himself. Um, Liam, I know you watched the game. I did. You saw when Von Miller um, really uh, viciously, re- I mean, he, he should have been thrown out of the game when he sacked Tom Brady, the golden boy, um, Tom Brady, and made Tom Brady bite his lip pretty hard, so hard, in fact, blood, Liam, blood all over his lip. Did you see it? Did you see the blood? I mean, how could I not? That was that was the real main focal point of the game. There's no place for some act of violence like that in a game as lovely as football, as widely watched as football. It is truly a disgrace to the game. You cannot be playing a non-contact sport like that. It's uncalled for, unnecessary. You should be burned at the stake for heresy. He should be. He should be. I'm actually. Um. I. I think. I think I'll I'll take it a step further. Not only should he he be burned at the stake, I think he should be exiled from the NFL. You know how um kind of to bring it up to the times. You know how Barry Bonds exiled from the NFL. This was his last yes. year to get in the Hall of Fame. Didn't get in for some reason. Um, Wild. I get why, but come on, people. Like, do you though? Dumb. Is it the media? Is it because he was a dick to the media? No, the reason why is it's because of the whole steroids thing with Barry Bonds. See, but the thing that's is, what I thought you know, too. But there's there's roids guys in the there's Hall of so Fame many anyway. roids guys. They just so, and honestly, I'm a I'm a Red Sox fan. Look, you can't. Well, I can, well I got a picture up there. Tom Brady. Actually, I'll try to show it. Tom Brady. Well, you can't really see it. Tom Brady and David Ortiz. Um, David Ortiz, by the way, got into the Hall of Fame. Um, he was um kind of kind of did steroids supposedly everybody said he's in there so Barry Bonds not being in there is crazy um I said it on Twitter today baseball is the reason that baseball is not as big as baseball wants baseball to be baseball is holding itself back um, but anyways talking but anyways back to um ba- back to back to really <clears throat> probably the dirtiest player in the game um aside from maybe Matt Jones with the ankle yeah, of grabbing. course yeah, yeah. um Von, Von Miller buddy um you how dare you tackle Tom Brady up high you can't tackle him down low nope. you can't tackle him up high <clears throat> i don't know what i don't know what they're supposed to do but um Tom Brady was bloodied bloodied brady that was the hashtag on twitter um i just wanted to send thoughts and prayers out there cuz uh you know, I know it was a vicious injury. Good news, though, Tom. You'll have plenty of time to rehab that lip, though, in the offseason. In fact, maybe forever if he uh, if he decides to make that big decision of his. Oh, there it is. So, actually, yeah, that is a perfect segue. Almost like we've had this conversation before. <laughs> um, <laughs> like two times. times. Um, yeah, so, Tom Brady. Um, I think, I don't remember if it was so much coming into this game. Uh, it kind of was here and there. They were saying he might retire. Um, after the game though, the last, the last few days, people are kind of getting the, getting the vibes that Tom Brady is going to retire. Um, do you think that we've seen Tom Brady play his last NFL game, not just for the bucks, but just forever? Is he gone? No, I don't think so. And I'm, you know, I'm not a Tom Brady guy anymore, but I'm just kind of tired of buying his shit. Like everything he says. I'm going to play until I'm 50, blah, blah, blah. All this stupid stuff that he said since he left the Patriots and even toward the end of his Patriots stint. 
I'm just not buying it. He do, he's been doing the same thing since like 2016. I remember when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, I was like, oh my God, Tom Brady is definitely gone now. And he kind of hinted to me, I don't know what my future lies. I got to talk with Giselle, blah, blah, blah. And like, I get it. It's a big decision. You got to think it over. Peyton Manning took like two months to decide. He was kind of hinting to it, but that was the first year that he had brought it up as a possibility and then took that time. Drew Brees was something similar too. With Tom Brady, it's like this is this is year like four or five going on of you being like, well, I don't know. You know, obviously he won the Super Bowl last year and he was pretty gung-ho that he was running it back. When you win the Super Bowl, unless you're going out in a blaze of glory like Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning and just calling it after that, like then obviously you're probably going to come back. He had the height of success in the sport, so he was definitely coming back. He wanted the back-to-back, didn't get it. Fuck you, Brady. But I just think we've seen this before. Gronk came out with a statement today where he's like, if they force me to decide today, it would be a no, but I'm going to think it over. He's just buying time to see what Tom wants. He's not going to have, (laughs) he's not going to stick around if Tom leaves. What is Blaine Gabbert going to throw him the ball? The immortal Blaine Gabbert's going to solve all Tampa's problems? No. We know Gronk is waiting on Tom Brady. He went down to Tampa with him. He's waiting. Everything hinges on Tom Brady. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, they're little, they got that buddy, buddy thing going on there. It's just, I've seen this before i will not believe it until he retires and i don't think he's got the sack to retire i don't think he's got what it takes if you're going to go out you go out at the top of your game if you're a winner like tom brady is which he is i'm not going to deny all the winning that he did for us you go out at the top of your game you don't just walk away when you were down 25 points came back and then lost by three Mm -hmm. that's no way that tom brady's should go out that's not how his incredible storybook career ends He's not going to retire. If he did, then he's a fraud. I mean, (laughs) he's a fraud. All this stuff about how he's such a winner and all this stuff to go out like this. Like I get it. Family matters. You got to be with the kids. I can respect that. I understand it. I would understand it for any other player more so, but for Tom Brady, He's clearly put winning above his family. He's kind of clearly, putting them yep. on hold a little bit. He's like, hey, when I'm done, you're going to have me all the time. But until I have nothing left in the tank, like Julian Edelman said, till the wheels fall off, mm-hmm. I'm hanging around. The wheels haven't fa- fell off. He smokes Jalen Ramsey for a touchdown to Mike Evans down the sideline. Beautiful pass. He still got it. He yep. can still play at the top of his game. They very well could have won that game. I just think that this is not the storybook ending for him. I don't believe he's going to retire. I think he's just a little bent up about the loss. Mm-hmm. But, you know, such is life. He takes the sport very seriously. I get it. There is literally no scenario where I can see him retiring. I don't want to hear how he's mulling it over, and I hope he doesn't keep bringing it up over the next couple of months and makes us wait. Oh. I hope he just decides next week and fucking commits to it because it's getting really dramatic. He's not retiring. I mean, I, I want to disagree with you because, you know, again, I, I think it's good that, you know, when we disagree on things, but yeah, I just, I, I don't see it. Uh, I agree with you when you say, you know, I, I don't want this to be dragged out. I don't want this to be a Brett Favre, will he, won't he type oh my thing. God. Well, that just, went on like well, that went on for like five a- years. He actually retired as a thing yeah. and then, he comes and then back came out back. of retirement, retires again. No, no, I don't a couple it, dick pics, then retires. I don't think I don't think Brady will do that or that. Um, I well, think that never know what's in Giselle's 
Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what the TB12 diet does to one's penis, but I don't yeah. know. I feel like it can't imagine work. avocado ice cream is really building the girth. Down there. <laughs> it's green down there. Um, so it's like the, the <laughs> Hulk's finger. I didn't think we'd be talking about Tom Brady's dick. Um, I can't say I did either. <laughs> but, that was not in a topic of my notes. No, yeah, Brady's I was just shaft. looking through it. Yeah, I don't think so. But um, but no, I don't think uh, I don't think he retires. If anything, he comes back because he does still have one more year left on his contract, so he's not going anywhere. I think he comes back th- this next year coming up, 2022. This is his last year. I think regardless of anything, because if he wins it all, he's going to go out on top. If he yep. doesn't win, and especially if like it's another wild card exit or a division round exit or something like that, he's going to say, well, you know, I don't have it anymore. I suck. Yeah. His words, you know, I'm going to play till I suck. He's going to be like, I don't have it. So and I think even next that year, would be a better ending. Like yeah. if he was like, hey, I don't have it anymore. I'm not contributing to winning. Yep. Then, hey, it's respectable. Walk away if you're no longer contributing and helping your team. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think that's what he does. He plays out this contract. Um, I think he'll be 45, I believe next year. Yeah, so, which is his goal. During he this said year, that, that was the forever goal. Yep. Uh, yeah. until he reached 50, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's it. I think next year is his year. Uh, um, you know, Brady fans, some Patriots fans, everybody kind of prepare yourselves for that. Um, Tom Brady is going to be gone. I think right now, Liam, we are in the midst of, really the changing of the guard in the NFL. You know, you have teams like the Bengals, um, you know, the, the, the Titans, you got the players like Kyler Murray coming up. You know, I don't really believe in Kyler Murray, but a lot of people do. You just have a lot of young players coming up. And I think Tom Brady is kind of the last one. I think you're going to you're going to start to see a lot more parody at the top. You know, who goes to the Super Bowl? You know, because other than Patrick Mahomes, there's really no um, oh, boy. there's I, Ben Roethlisberger's gone. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to yep. leave Green Bay. Who knows where he's going to go? Um, Drew Denver. Brees is gone. Obviously, we'll talk more about the Saints in a second. But, um, you know, everybody, it, all the all the old all the old heads are kind of gone. You know, you're kind of looking at your your Herberts, your Mac Jones, your Burroughs, your Mahomes, uh, even Lamar Jackson, too. Um you know, uh, Zach Wilson, if you want to throw him in there, you can throw in all the other guys drafted this year. Um, I wouldn't, but you know, throw I, Mac I Jones in there. That's about it. Oh yeah. No, I, I put Mac Jones in there. Cause Mac Jones is getting disrespected a lot right now. Um, oh, but yeah, I think, I, I think Brady comes back. I think this is his last year, 2022. And then, um, you know, it's kind of an all out. It, it, it's no longer going to be who plays Tom Brady in the super bowl. It's going to be, yeah. Who knows? Who knows who plays in the Super Bowl? Um, you know, one team though that is not going to play him in the Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills. I told you we were going to talk about it. Um, I know, I know there is, um, there's a lot of hurt Bills fans out there, and I feel your pain. I kind of want to to address you all specifically, Bills Mafia. You know, you're very cool fan base, very easy to get behind. You know, a couple of years ago, I liked you. I liked you. You guys were the new kids on the block. You know, my team sucked. So I was like, you know, I got to, you know, I, I can't be depressed all the time. I got to like somebody. Bills fans, you guys have to understand something, okay? I know that you haven't been at the top for long. It's really only been two years, one COVID year. So you can really just say one year if you want to. Um you guys are going to have to understand that your team is going to get shit talked when you lose. You are going to yeah. get shit talked when you lose. It's a part of being a fan. But guess what, guys? It's never personal. Liam, it's never personal. Ever. I'm no. never coming at specifically. Now, of course, I might say, hey, you know, we got to sacrifice a dozen Bills fans for the Patriots to win. It's all in good fun. I'm not actually yeah. going to sacrifice you. 
I mean, I would, but I'm not going to. I would, but yes. <laughs> it's not. 100%. It's nothing personal. Okay. So, Bills fans, you know, I know, um, I know, I, I hope Stefan Diggs once again sat there and watched the Chiefs celebrate. That seems to be his thing that he likes yeah. doing. Hey, everyone's um, got their thing. Some yeah, people yeah, like to watch from the corner. Some people like to watch from the field. Whatever. Hey, hey we, we do not kink shame here. That's Stefan Diggs' thing. That's, that's what he wants to do. More power um, to him. But, you know, hey, you know, go for the trifecta next year, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah, um, hey, because they're not getting past old Mahomes, boy. I'm telling they're, you. They're not going to get past Mahomes. And honestly, th- their division, people, again, people are just forgetting because of how the season ended for the Patriots. People are, th- are just immediately already counting the Patriots, out, which is fine if that's what you want to do. I'm not going to do it um, because I do think that Mac Jones is going to be a very good quarterback in this league. Um, but Bill's fans. At the very least, you'll always have that uh, that seven straight, you know, drives scoring a touchdown against the Patriots against a rookie quarterback at home for yeah. you. You know, you'll always have that little victories. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really all you can. That's really all you can take when you kind of get bounced from the playoffs. You got to take, you know, little victories. I mean, when when you got, you know, when you got a lead with 13 seconds to go, you you figure it's in the bag, but. 13 seconds, and, and unless there is one second on the clock, even then I still have my doubts. It's too much time for old my homeboy. He proved that. I was watching the game with my family. For some reason, they all wanted the Bills. They're like, oh, it's over. The Bills could go to the Super Bowl, and they're all, like, starting to cheer, and they're happy. And I'm just kind of looking around the room. I'm like, there's 13 seconds. Like, my homeboy could read a book, have a cup That's of tea, invite too. his family for tea, and yep. still complete this drive, get a field yep. goal, send it to overtime. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Three timeouts, right? They had, I think, yeah. two or three timeouts. Yeah, I think it was two. I think two, they, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, two, two. But um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. But like, friggin', it, it's just like you said, it's all in good fun. There's no hard feelings. I'm sure you feel very, you know, the feelings are quite hard for Bills fans right now. But I don't give a shit about your franchise. I don't really give a shit about your feelings. So that sucks. I hope, I hope you're sad because I was sad. You know, I was sad a week ago when the Patriots were down or two weeks ago when the Patriots lost Depressed. and yeah. Oh, terrible. Like I I carved Mac Jones name in my wrist, but like that's part of life and you get up, you dust yourself off. You you tell yourself you're going to hit the gym the next day and you don't, you just power through life. It's just one of those things. Like I don't feel bad because everyone has to go through it. And yep. you, fo- you are the idiots that follow a cursed franchise. You're following. Yep. You might as well. You're in the same category with Lions fans, haha, Browns fans, Vikings fans. You're just snake bitten. You're cursed. Good things can happen to you, like the Minnesota miracle happened to the Vikings. Good things can happen, but in the end, the planets don't align for you. It's just not meant to be. You're not going to win if you can't win when you go to four straight through rules. You can't win ever. It's science. It's just there is a force field around that trophy, and you cannot penetrate that force field. And that that sucks for you. I don't feel bad one bit, but that sucks. The Patriots clearly, if anything, they have a long, nice hallway, decently lit that they can just kind of stroll down, grab that trophy. Not for you yeah. guys. No, there's lasers and booby traps and. Darts that shoot out of the wall, and you cannot get to that trophy. That sucks. Such is life. The 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 thing is with Bills fans, it's almost like you know you want to, you know you want to you want to talk your shit, and then you want to when your team loses, you don't want the shit to be talked, or or you're one of the fans that that don't talk shit. 
And all of a sudden you think that people should reciprocate that to you. And it's yeah. like, I'm sorry, that is not, that's not how fandom is because honestly, yeah. Liam, how entertaining would it be if we came on here and just didn't, we were very civil. We didn't, we didn't have differing opinions. We didn't, you know, it was just kind of one of the, Hey Liam, you know what? I hope that the, uh, I hope the Rams win the Super Bowl. but honestly, I just hope everybody has fun. That's yeah. what I hope. Participation, participate. I can't fucking say that. Participation trophies all around. Yeah, like, and that's that's the generation everyone gets participation trophies. No, that's not how I roll. You fucking lost, and I don't soft. feel bad. And I'm just, soft. I'm, I'm not going to reciprocate those feelings. If you're a respectful fan to me, more power to you. You're the bigger man. I'm going to be the small. I'm going to be the petty man, very soft. angry, and I'm going to be rude. And that's that's life. Tom Petty. We are going to be Tom Petty. Damn here. right. Because guess what? The whole th- the whole point of being a fan. It, I, I think we say this like once every couple of weeks. You're a fanatic. You're not going to be civil in like, you know, oh, my God, I hope everybody has fun. Good game. High five. Slap asses. Play grab ass. Tummy sticks. Come root for my team. You know, that's not how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and, and that actually I know that this was something that we we've been seeing a lot with some Patriots fans. Um, do you what do you think is worse? And then we'll kind of discuss. I think we're both going to have the same answer here as a Patriots fan. Do you think it's worse for Patriots fans to be outwardly rooting for Tom Brady or to be rooting for the bills? Oh, making me choose between the better or two evils here. It's like, uh, Oh yeah. Do you yeah. want to drown to death or do you want to be lit on fire and die? It's like, exactly. they both sound terrible. I mean, the same destination either way. I'm going to yeah. hell. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, you root for Tom Brady. It's like, because at least I, I, I stay. I want to disagree to with you so bad. It's like I stay loyal to players. I like players. I, uh, as somebody who supports the Eagles, when LaShawn McCoy went to the Bills, I love LaShawn McCoy. When he had his three best seasons on the Bills and not the Eagles, was I pissed? Very much so. Was I happy for him that he was killing it? Yes. Did I want any success for the team? No, because I don't like the team. I like LaShawn. I wanted every game him to rush for 200 yards, three touchdowns, and then to them to lose by like a field goal because then it's not his fault. They still yeah. lose. I just, at some point, like you follow the players. I get it. Other than that, like I, I can't jive with you liking a rival. It's it's uncalled for. It's unseemly, unbecoming. Other unworthy that I don't know. Un, yes. unfathomable. Unfathomable. Um, yes, it's just I couldn't even imagine. I don't root for the enemy. No, no, I, and I think that's what it comes down to because at least with Brady, he was here before. So, and again, I, yeah. I, I I'm still not. Now, I'm not saying like I'm picking if I'm going to root for Brady or the Bills. We're kind of like you said, we're picking what is less bad yeah, like what i don't is, do either i hate them both what, exactly so so what is more acceptable i'm more willing to accept people rooting for tom brady because there is still that attachment maybe not for us not till he retires at least um which will be next year but it's just yep. I, I can't okay i can't for the life of me figure out why patriots fans would root for the bills and in the the few reasons i've gotten liam i know you've probably seen them too the, the main one I always see is, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, sure. They, they, they beat us out of the playoffs. But if you're going to lose, you want to lose to the championship winning team. I, no, not really. Because guess what? The loss still sucks. Like, yeah. Doesn't make me feel better. Like, no, and, and then it gets me thinking like, wow, we beat them. Could we have gone all the way type deal? Like this? Exactly. 
Yeah, it's exactly annoying. So that so that's a crap reason. And then you have the other one where it's like, oh, well, you know what? Um, you know, I got I got friends who are Bills fans, you know, uh, you know, Josh Allen's cool. You know, he's fine. I mean, I there's really nobody on the Bills that I like, to be honest. Like, I, I don't no. think anybody on there really has any redeeming qualities at all. I hate their coach. Um, so I don't care if my best friend was a Bills fan. I'd still be like, hey, buddy. I hope your team loses. So I don't, I don't get that either. So I I just, I don't, it's very weird. Like you said, it's in this day and age where people, it's almost like you try to be so not personal or like, so like civil and not, it's it's almost like people are afraid to, to root for teams outwardly because they don't want like the, the conference. I don't know what it is. Don't root for the feathers. Yes. Yes, you're afraid to ruffle feathers. You don't like the chaos. I don't know what it is. Don't root for your rivals. Like, I'm not going to, like, Liam, okay, playoffs. Celtics lose to the Sixers. Are you going to go on rooting for the Sixers? Are you fucking? Oh, that was a bad example. They're from Philly. You son of a bitch. Okay. Um, I don't know. Who do you, the Heat. Let's say the Heat. Let's say the Heat beat the Celtics. No, I can't. I can't. Okay. No, I mean, no, because I love I can't Pat do this. With the, you. the thing is, I love Pat Riley. I love him. I think he's a stud. Pick a team, dude. Liam. Pick a team. Okay. But like, I mean, the Wizards, like, no, I'm not rooting for the Wizards by any means. Uh, I'm not even rooting for the Heat because I used to hate the Heat when they had LeBron and all that and whatnot. I hated the Heat. Uh, so it's just like one of those things. It's kind of tough because I'm a players guy. I like players. I like GMs. Yeah, I like yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So that's why I like some of these teams but I don't root for the team. I root for the guy that I like to have success, but no, I'm not, I'm not going to steer into the skid and really like the team that beats me. No. Cause then that gets no. me thinking too much. Like what, what if we had gone forward? What if we had beat this team, blah, blah, blah. Especially if they go to the championship, I'm like, well, the next series and the next game that was manageable for us. We could have done that. And it gets yep. me thinking and it yep. gets into hypotheticals and it all gets so jumbled up and dirty. It's, yeah, yeah, no, and I don't, and, and I don't want that because, like you said, I think that's the main thing. Say, say we beat the Bills, and then it's like, but say the Bills went on to win the Super Bowl, which they didn't, because by the way, the Bills are no longer in the playoffs. They did get eliminated oh, by the Chiefs. Uh, um, say, say they went to the Super Bowl. You have that in the back of your head, like, holy shit, if we beat the Bills, like maybe we could have, maybe we could have gone there. But yeah. I don't, so I don't, I don't get that. And I mean, make no mistake about it, guys. The Bills deserve to lose that game. I see people saying they deserve to win, though. Actually, this is something we've actually we haven't. Uh, I don't think you and I have spoken about the overtime rules with um, with the with the Bills in the Chiefs, and actually just in general, but just this game in particular. Um, you know, Chiefs had 13 seconds. They tied it up. Bills left too much time on the clock. Chiefs get the get the coin toss in overtime, go down the field, score a touchdown. Um, did you see the outcry, the oh, the yeah. the bitching about? Oh my God, this isn't fair. Josh Allen didn't even get to touch the ball. What's going on? How did this happen? How does the NFL let this happen? Blah blah blah. What are your thoughts on the overtime on the overtime rules? I mean, I'm an old school fan where I started watching a while ago. I remember when it was just a field goal. Side all you had to do was get a remember field that? goal. <laughs> yeah, which means if you have Justin Tucker, all you have to do is cross the, the midfield line First and then you win. First down almost. So, like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. And then that's that's unseemly. It doesn't make for good TV. And then that's definitely one of those things where it's like the better team might not have won there. So I didn't like those rules. 
I'm, no. I'm a fan of the touchdown rule. I don't think it's that egregious as most people think. Chiefs fans hated it when the Patriots won with a Sonny Michelle rushing touchdown to send them out of the playoffs a couple of years ago. Yeah, and they, all of a sudden they love the rule. So it's just, it all depends on who's the winner and who's the loser. You're going to get a bigger outcry from if a, if a larger fan base loses. And uh, I think it's the last 20 overtime games. Only like mm-hmm. seven of them have won yeah. on their first touchdown. It, it comes to like 21% or so have won on their first touchdown. Every other time you still have to drive basically the length of the field. It's still hard to score a touchdown or else every game would be like 56, you know, 52 score. Exactly. And that's not fun. Like necessarily no. sure. It's fun to see, but yeah. like, I think that there, you could implement the college rules, which is like, it starts at the, the 25 or something like that. And each team has a crack at it. Yeah. I love the college college yeah. rules, but that's college. It just makes for entertainment. Yeah. yeah, it makes for it's a completely different game then. And it just makes for entertainment for the fans, the casual mm-hmm. fans, not so much the diehard ones, but yeah. I just yeah. think uh you could do that. I wouldn't hate it, but the touchdown rule is fine. It's like stop them because then god damn it, if you stop them, all you have to do is get a field goal. That's all it goal, is, then get a touchdown. Just stop them. So the whole the whole thing with people saying, Oh, both sides need to touch the ball, and all that. Okay, cool. So let me let me let me just play out this scenario for you because I, I've been thinking about this. In fact, go to couchguysports.com. I wrote an article why the NFL overtime rules do not need to be changed. Yep. Um, couchguysports.com. Check it out. Mike Sullivan, Liam McDay. Type in tuck rule takes whatever you want. You can see us all there. Anyways, you go down there. So, so say this game is played where both teams touch the ball, right? Chiefs go down, score a touchdown. Yay. Bills go down, score a touchdown. Whew. Now what? Now it becomes sudden death. So let's say you go down there and... I don't know, somewhat, they hit a lucky 57 yard field goal. You're still going to bitch about that too. Cause then you're going to say, well, how come I did, you know, I should have had a chance to, you have to draw the line somewhere and let's not forget. It's not just offense on the field. Defense gets paid too. So assuming the kick, uh, assuming the touchback, which in most kicks now, that's what it is. A touchback. All you have to do is stop the offense from driving 75 yards. If you can't, you had 60 minutes to stop them to, to win the yeah. game. And, and to figure out their offensive game plan and exactly. stuff like that, make adjustments. You have a break in between the fourth quarter and overtime where your coach can be yep. like, hey, they're killing us with this. Just we, We're going to focus on this this overtime or something like that. There's multiple different ways where teams could scheme and try and stop it. It's one of those things where they're just catering to the offense, like the modern NFL. It's all about offense. It's all about points. It's not about defense. At some point, you gotta, you know, just you gotta play the defense. Line. Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? Because at, at some point, if you can't stop, the way I see it, you have you have sixty minutes to win the game. If you don't win the game, you you aren't just owed an extra chance people want the nfl to be fair people want life to be fair that's what's going on it's not fair so you're playing overtime different rules because it's no longer your regulation football it's overtime it's high stakes that's why people love overtime that's why people love shootouts and hockey so it comes down to you have to make a stop on defense one stop that's it one stop give your offense the ball let them drive down and then all they have to do is kick a field goal if yeah. you can't stop a team once going 75 yards after you've played them, like you said, 
all game. So you, so you're kind of used to what they're running, even if you can't stop it, at least you're used to it. If you can't stop a team one time from going 75 yards, maybe 70 yards, if they return the kick, that's on you. Okay. I don't think the rules don't have to change just because you're upset that the bills didn't win or people, the other thing, well, you know, they robbed us of the fun. They robbed us of the fun of watching, you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes go at it again. I'm sorry. We are not, we're not going to change the rules because you want more fun because at the end of the day, this is a sport. This is a game. There's consequences, winners, losers, all that. You don't get part. How about this? If it's tied at the end of regulation, both teams win. And then it's a three-way game in the division or in the, in the AFC championship game, like enough of this. It's, I get that you guys are upset bills and not even really bills fans, just people that didn't want to see the chiefs win. You have to draw the line somewhere, like you said, and sure. You can say that both teams get the ball, but then, when both teams score, you're going to have the same thing. It's going to be like, you should have at least given me a chance. Like, no, it's that's like not how shoot, it is. shootouts in hockey. Like when it's going down, it's just one guy on the goalie. What are you just going to take away the goalie? Like it, it's getting so ridiculous now. It's, it's silly. Why, why are you doing this just for viewers? We get it. You want entertainment. You want more football. We gave you an extra regular season game and whatnot. They're just trying to make it a completely different sport. And they're trying to do that across all four big sports they want a four-point line in basketball and whatnot it's always you know please you, no. you, yeah you get it you get it you love it and then after a while you get used to it and you're like this isn't enough anymore especially if it happens to your team and your team loses in overtime you're like i i've been wrong but then there are plenty of times with the overtime rules work out well and they do exactly what they're supposed to and this will be a segue into the next uh segment but when Drew Brees, and this still hurts Ooh, to talk about, segments. was, yeah, damn right we do, Fuck when yeah. Drew Brees was robbed of that obvious pass interference call when he threw it to Tommy Lee, I always want to say Tommy Lee Jones, but I think it was Tommy Lee Lewis. Tommy um, Lee, yeah, 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 no. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> wasn't Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones. Not no, Tommy Lee he Jones. Wasn't, he certainly wasn't catching shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Throws it out, Tommy Lee Lewis got bodied before the hit. That was an egregious no call. They ended up kicking a field goal, going to overtime, and then Drew Brees gets the ball in overtime. Everyone's like, this is his chance to make the amendment. Throws a egregious pick to Jones uh, Johnson, the safety, who, like, falls back and catches it. And then the Rams end up kicking a field goal and winning it because they couldn't do anything in overtime. They got an extra chance, and, yes, they got robbed because they should have just got a touchdown on that drive and ended it. But they still had another chance. They still screwed it up. They didn't really get that robbed in that sense where it's like they had another chance and they screwed it up. So sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. If you're on the losing side – that's the way it is and accept that some other team's going to get screwed by it another time. Exactly. It sucks, but guess what? That's sports. That's just like our little thing. We just said about bills fans. Listen, when you lose, you lose. It sucks, but guess what? It's a part of it. Like you have, you can't, you can't legislate all of the unfairness out of a sport. Like you just, you simply yeah. cannot do it. So yeah, I, I, I did want to get your take on that. Cause I know that was one thing that we haven't talked about. So, I mean, kind of no surprise. We were thinking kind of the same way about it, but yeah. yeah, so I don't either way though, Bills fans, you're out of the playoffs. See you next year. Um, by the way, Bills fans, you're gonna have to realize how it is when you do well. 
your entire coaching staff is about to get poached. You got your offensive coordinator who's leaving. You got the guy who you thought was going to take over for him, who's probably going to leave as well. So we'll see how the bills are next year when they have some turnover at coaching. And it's not all, you know, Josh Allen, just throwing deep bombs and stuff and all that. God, I can't Josh wait Allen's for good. them to suck. They are. And I, I, and you know what, I'll say it right now, because before, before we talk about, um, before we talk about the saints, I just want to say Mac Jones is going to win a super bowl before Josh Allen. I think I like it. I mean, I think. It, it seems bold right now, but it's not unfathomable, uh, unfathomable for me to think like that. No, it's not because people just forget how good Mac Jones was just because of the last few games. You know, it's, yeah. it's recency bias, just like people saying that the chiefs and bills game was the greatest game they've ever seen. No, it wasn't. It was a good game. Very good, yeah. game, but not the greatest game in the history yeah. of the NFL, but people forget about Mac Jones. When people are talking about um, AFC, AFC quarterbacks and teams who gets brought up burrow, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, um, what's the name? Dipsy do Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. No one brings up, um, no one brings up Mac Jones and it's just because two things, one, because of that horrible performance or that horrible game, uh, against the bills in the wild card round. And because he's on the Patriots, because let's not, let's not forget the league still does not like the Patriots. Like, I don't care. I know every huge part of the country that hates us. Every team says, Oh, they don't like us. Blah, blah, blah. No. Hey, we have proof that the league in the country does not like the Patriots. So, um, cause you ain't us. Exactly. That's that's what it comes down to. So I do think Mac Jones is going to um, gonna win a Super Bowl before Josh Allen. And like you said, I it might sound like a hot take. I don't think it's a hot take at all. Um, no. So that's that though. But I think it's bold. I don't think it's a hot take. But exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just one of those things. It's a it's a a, a hot take would be um, what Wei local Boston radio said that Davis Mills, um, Titans quarterback would have given you the same amount of wins as Mac Jones. No, absolutely not. And he played fine, but yeah, no. like he wasn't no. bad or good. Yeah. He was fine. Th- this goes back to what we talked about last week with that, uh, with the whole uh, Mac Jones was ready to see because he didn't have game winning drives. People, people like they get in their head, these, these media or wannabe media members and they, it's almost like they just say things just to say them. And I don't yeah. get it because yeah, a sure, lot of Mac the people at the sports like, hub are ridiculous anyway. Like those Felger and Maz guys, they're not even Boston fans. Like they're at truly ridiculous nope. to listen nope. to. Nope. Nope. Felger likes the Packers. So it, it, that's yeah. like it's 98.5. It's both of them. It, it's both of them. 98.5, uh, 93.7, WEI, both of them. They all suck. They all yeah. do the same thing. They're your typical radio show hosts who just throw out things. And what sucks about that on that radio station that said Davis Mills would do that. Christian Fourier is on that. Christian Fourier, let me remind you, Patriots tight end. Stud he, Super Bowl. He's winner. on that too. And he's out there either agreeing or too afraid to disagree with them. And it's just, what are you doing? Like, stop with these dumb takes. Davis Mills is not taking the Patriots to 10 wins. I'm sorry. He's just not doing it. Uh, taking them to five wins. Oh, no, he's not. It's just they, ridiculous. They, people just see the production. That's just like the people that say that Aaron Rodgers would have a dozen Super Bowl wins with Bill Belichick. And it's like, you can't just take someone and put them on someone else and think everything's going to be the same. Like, so if you yeah, take, I mean, Davis I think Mills, there's some merit to that, but maybe he would, he would, he would have more. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers would definitely have more Super Bowls than he has yeah. now if he and was a Belichick. Yeah. But yeah, he, he'd probably get like three, maybe three or four. But, yeah. but you know, it's one of those things where people just think like, oh yeah, so he got 10 wins. This guy was mediocre. He got this many. I think he'd do this. That's not how it works. So 
just stop with the Mac Jones slander, or you can keep going with it, and you'll just have to eat your words next year when the Patriots go further than the Bills. Awkward. It's gonna be real awkward for for you people, not for us. No, for we're you chilling. people, not for yeah. us. Um, we're you know who the else? Seat. You know <laughs> the catbird seat. Remember that? Catbird seat. That was a, that is a throwback tuck cool thing. Uh, yeah, catbird seat. Not a real thing. Um, no, we thought it was like a pirate. So much to popular thing, dismay. Not a real yeah, thing. No, no, not a real thing. Um, but speaking of people that are going to be chilling and everything, Sean Payton is going to be chilling for at least a year because um, my man retired. You know, we talked about Brady Easy. retiring. Sean Stepping Payton away. Done. Yeah, it's happy. Yeah, you hear he said he doesn't like the word retired because he still loves football and blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, so do you think he's going to come back? What do you think? What's your kind of take on Sean Payton retiring? Because I think it, it was shocking at first, but then I was like, I mean, it makes sense because he doesn't really have anything going on in New Orleans, you know? I mean, Jameis I mean, Winston, but I mean, he, he would have I, I to rebuild surprised. the whole team. He, he yeah. would, but I was surprised. It seems like he's a, he's truly in the upper tier of coaches in the league. Like mm-hmm. I think any team would welcome Sean Payton besides maybe two and one of which would be us, the Patriots. Yep. Um, I just think there's a lot of football left to be played in them. I'm a big undisputed guy. So I saw an undisputed today. They were talking about the possibility of him going to the Cowboys. If he does, it's really good. I love it. Uh, mostly for Shannon, it skips a little ridiculous, but we power through. I still like some of the stuff he says. Not yeah. the point. I, I digress. Um, I, th- <laughs> I think if Sean Payton went to the Cowboys, he'd be dead to me. So that would be very unfortunate. I really like Sean Payton. He's one of my favorite coaches in the league. Genius mind. I, I was disappointed. I thought he was up for the task. I don't think it's a ridiculous thing to build around Jameis. They did fine when he was healthy. He freaked towards ACL on a horse collar tackle. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of players go down hurt from horse gallop tackles, which is why it's illegal. Yep. Can't do it. I don't know. It's sad. Uh, if I was a Saints fan, I'd feel like really pissed because like you lose your Hall of Fame quarterback, you lose your Hall of Fame coach. It would be like if Bill Belichick retired when Tom Brady left, what would we be doing right now? We'd be fucking lost. Oh, we'd be dead. We'd be, we'd dead. be confused. Let's just, yeah. It, let's just call it we, every week we throw our faith in Bill Belichick. We're like – doesn't matter. We got the hoodie leading us into battle. We're not worried about it. They got nothing. It's really, really weird for them. Uh, I I feel bad for them in a sense, yeah. but like I don't particularly care that much. I just think that there's a lot for Sean Payton to still do in the league. I still think he's a capable coach. I could see him coming back, especially the way he's not really calling it a retirement. But then he mm-hmm. goes on his presser and talks about – Everything that's happened in his career, he goes down memory lane and the way he's mm-hmm. talking, it seems like it's pretty finalized. So I, it'd be a shame to see him leave with so much coaching left to do, so much left on the table. But, hey, you know, more power to him. He's made plenty of money. I'm sure he's got a great life outside of football that he can relax mm-hmm. and unwind to. He looks oh, strikingly yeah. like Kenny Chesney. So if he wants to go down to Mexico and live the boat life, riding he around, does, listening to tunes, it's kind of freaky. But um, I just think, you know, he'd be welcome any other team. And at some point, another team's going to offer him a big deal. I would imagine he gets back. He's still in under contract with new Orleans for two years, I believe. So maybe he goes back there, but it seems far fetched if he left the situation. So I'm not exactly sure what to make of the whole thing. It's, it's do you think, do you think maybe he's doing the thing where he doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Just like Aaron Rodgers said, he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Do you think that maybe he's retiring? He's do he's pulling a Gronk in a way. 
where he's he's taken the year off. He's not saying he's retiring because he wants to get those calls. He wants to get those calls from yeah. the 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 Lions, the Jets, or or whatever. Just throwing out random teams, just like things like that. You know, where they kind of reach out, like, "Hey, do you want to come back?" and everything like that. Because I do think that he'll be back. I I, I think he's going to take a year off. And I think he'll come back to whatever. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Browns get a new coach um, in in twenty twenty two. I don't know what's going on with their coach. I know their team oh, is I, a dumpster fire. I um, feel terrible for him if he went there. I think he very well so could I. come back. I would like to see it. I just uh, I think it would need to be with the right team, the right situation. Definitely, definitely. Do you now? I I too am somewhat a fan of the Saints, and really one of the main reasons because the Saints and the Patriots have always had like a uh, like a bond over their hatred for Roger Goodell. That's yes. kind of been the thing, yeah. you know. I, I I know I know when it was uh, Deflate Gate or around that time, the Saints kind of stood with the Patriots, and they had like a big um, they had a uh, big billboard or whatever near their stadium, kind of defending the Pats and all that stuff. So you know, Saints, Sean Payton, all that. Wayne Sheet, you, you aren't trying. They do. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Every team is cheating um, somehow. So, but yeah, I don't know. I think he, I think he takes the year off. He'll come back and coach a team. Uh, I'd have no idea what team, because I don't know what coaching vacancies are going to be available. I don't care enough about all these other piss poor coaches to know, uh, to know what their contract situations are and what they're doing. Um, But assuming that the saints are kind of in a full on rebuild, they're probably going to want to get rid of, um, get rid of some players and everything, yep. I would assume. So one thing that I saw floated out there today that I wanted to bring up to you, this guy didn't play. Michael Thomas did not play this season. I think he tore his ACL. Something happened. Would you be open to the Saints trading Michael Thomas to the Patriots or Michael Thomas somehow getting to the Patriots? Because it, it's being floated around. And I have this contract info pulled up, but just kind of first thoughts, just name, team recognition. Would you want that? I don't know how you feel about Michael Thomas. I mean, you might as well ask me if I'd like Jesus Christ superstar on my team. I love (laughs) Michael Thomas. I have been saying even this year that when he was hurt, I was one of those idiots that drafted him late in fantasy because I was like, yeah. I don't know if he's going to come back, but if he does, he's a big baller. He is textbook big baller. This guy, stellar touchdown numbers, maybe a little biased because he had arguably the greatest quarterback ever throwing to him and in a high octane offense led by Sean Payton. Very high, very, very high. Crazy. But the volume of catches he got for that steady, I think it was a three to four year stretch where he was healthy and constantly putting it together. His numbers are insane. The receptions are there. He's not a burner. He's not going to blow you over the top. He's not a Sean Jackson type deal, but the touchdowns, the receptions, he is, in my opinion, when he's healthy and playing the best wide receiver in the league. And I'm a big Devonte Adams guy, a huge Deandre Hopkins guy. I love them. At some point I said it was Deandre Hopkins. Then for this year, I was like, Devontae Adams takes the title, but when Michael Thomas is healthy and playing and has a good quarterback, he is the best wide receiver in the league. His numbers are stellar compared to anyone else's. Goddamn, off that four-year stretch, he's basically a Hall of Famer. I absolutely would love Michael Thomas, especially with him thriving at short routes, catching everything in sight. You could throw it behind him, in front of him, above him, below him. You could throw it through him. He will catch it on the other side of his impaled corpse. This guy cannot help but catch the football. You throw a brick off a skyscraper, he can catch this thing. I would love him suiting up in red, white, and blue. 
So Michael Thomas right now, he has, now I got his, I have his contract pulled up. And then as you were talking, um, I was listening to what you were saying, but I was Googling what, what happens if the saints were to trade him. So right now he's got one, two, three, three years left on his contract. Then he's an unrestricted free agent in 2025. So currently he, I'm looking at his contract and it says he has a potential out in 2022. So it would be a three-year, forty-five million. So blah blah blah. So if a team were to trade for him, the deal they'd essentially be getting is a three-year deal for fifty-one million dollars. Now, what okay. that is, that is seventeen million bucks a year. Yeah, just steal for a wide receiver like him. The Patriots have twenty-two million dollars in available cap space. Yeah. Now, now, plenty of different ways you can do this. We've seen Belichick do. Um, do plenty of different fancy financial footwork here. He can extend people. He can trade people if he wants. Um, Nelson Aguilar, I know it's going to pain you, but Nelson Aguilar, if they did want to trade him, uh, I think that frees up like 8 million bucks. Um, if Michael Thomas comes here, I think Nelson Aguilar is gone. I think he's the one that they send out because I think Kendrick Bourne, I don't, I don't think you get the same cap relief if you send him out. Jacoby Myers is actually a free agent, so we don't know what's going to go on with it. Who knows? Honestly, you might, Aguilar might get shipped out. Jacoby Myers might not come back. Who knows what the hell is going to go on? But um, if they do sign him, they'll figure out somehow to get it under the cap, whether they kind of restructure his deal. You know, they can convert a lot of his cap to a signing bonus. And I don't want to yep. get too nerdy with people. Cat, but uh, Robert Kraft could pay him off the books, too. He's got big bags. He could just be easily, like, hey, this isn't easily. on the salary, but you're getting this money. Robert Kraft isn't getting those massages anymore. So, you know, he's got some extra money hanging around. So who knows? Um, but Michael Thomas, and since we're talking about receivers, since we don't really have any any or, or many Patriots topics to talk about, there's a couple other receivers that are rumored to be available. Tell me which one you would want more. We'll say Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf from the Seahawks, Calvin Ridley from the Falcons, or Amari Cooper from the Cowboys, who is the most expensive out of the four. Well, I definitely don't want the most expensive one. Yeah, me neither. He he basically in my my eyes he died years ago. Like injury prone as well. Yeah, and not good. Um, I just think. He's definitely ruled out. He's not even an option. I love DK Metcalf, but he comes and goes with his consistency and whatnot. Maybe it was just a bad year in Seattle for him and the team in general because they weren't very good. But I didn't like what I saw from Metcalf this year. Long stretches of games, no touchdown. Who is the other name on that list? Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. That's a great one. I love Calvin Ridley. he got. He has to get out of Atlanta too. I know everyone in the Couch Guy group chat was blowing up. They really wanted Calvin Ridley on the team. He would be great. I they were don't yelling know. at me. They were yelling at me in the in the Couch Guy group chat. Kind of some uh, kind of some inside Couch Guy. If if you saw that, because I guess um, what the what um, the Falcons can do, his year might toll over. Which means since he was on the IR, you know, he took himself out this year might not count for him. So he may actually only be due like a few million dollars next year. So, and you know, Bill's all over all this stuff, Calvin Ridley and 
Mike Thomas to me are almost interchangeable in this Patriots offense where either way we would thrive. Yeah. But their skill set are completely different. They're different kind of players. Calvin Ridley's more of a deep threat, more of like uh, yep. you know, possession receiver type deal. Michael Thomas is just gonna catch that ball. Like he's gonna yep. get a they call them slant boy for a reason. It's a lot of short routes. And then after he's killed you, after you have died from a million paper cuts, then he'll run a deep route on you and get like 50 yards. But he's not going to burn you for a touchdown. But he's a much better receiver, much better hands. I'd obviously much rather have Michael Thomas, but they're both great. And the Patriots need a number one receiver like that. I think that's the big, you know, focus through Patriots media is everyone wants a big number one receiver, a new shiny weapon for Mac Jones to throw the football to. I like it. I would really invite either one of them. I'd hate to see Nelly go, but with we talked about in the last episode with so many guys due for contracts this year, you can't re-sign all of them. Unfortunately, some guys that we really love are bound to go, and it's going to kill me when that day comes. But it'll be a blessing in disguise because we could make room for guys like this. And the Patriots have never been shy about pulling trigger nope. on guys to help the team. Randy Moss, Ochocinco, even though Welker, it didn't work yep. out. Yep, we, we yep. go. And Wes Welker wasn't even a big signing. But, like, they will go and get guys that are kind of big names that are a little troubled. They got Albert Hainsworth, who didn't work out. Ochocinco mm. didn't work out. But they will go and get these guys. Corey Dillon was a crazy Son of a signing. bitch. I was just going to say crazy Corey Dillon. Crazy huge signing. Yep. So it's like they Bill is not shy about going to get guys like this. He pays nope. attention to everyone else in the league. I would absolutely adore either one of them on the Patriots, preferably Mike Thomas. I think who's Mike Thomas is actually kind of older. I think he's almost 30 now, if I remember correctly. But even still, I believe he could be playing at an extremely high level to at least 20. 34. 28. Okay. So even better. I think you play at a high level to at least 34. So that gives him a connection with a young quarterback who can consistently get him the ball for the next couple of years. It's a stable situation, which you're not exactly getting in new Orleans. Now, if I'm Mike Thomas, new Orleans is the best case scenario for me besides maybe Seattle. And even then it's a little suspect with Russell Wilson trade rumors. What are you going to go to the giants? No wide receiver caught a touchdown for him this year. So you're not going there. Wild set. Wild yeah. stat. Or, or I don't know if it was no wide receiver. It was only a couple. It, they only had like a handful. I think it was. Yeah, but Kenny yeah. Galladay didn't catch one. Neither did Kadarius Tony. None of the their new addition guys. Anyway, nope. the, the the 2017 Chiefs did yep. not throw yep. a touchdown to wide receivers. Nope. I remember because my man Jeremy Macklin was on that team. Didn't catch a single fucking touchdown that year. But that, it was because of check down Alex Smith. It wasn't Eagles, curse. Wasn't. Eagles curse. Eagles no, curse. Definitely it was. wasn't it because he was he was a big ball. So that's definitely not it. <laughs> but um, I uh, yeah. I mean, I'd love that. Like, I can't speak enough about it. Just picturing Michael Thomas in a Patriots uniform. I'm in a puddle. I'm, I'm ready. So Michael I, Thomas I is who that. you want. I don't know. I'm not even going to say four. Yeah. I'm just going to say out of three because we're not going to count Amari Cooper. I think he's no. due like 26 million yeah. bucks or something it, like that. DK Metcalf, even that would be cool because then you're writing the wrong that you did with uh, Nikhil Harry. Poetic justice. Yeah. So that's actually yeah. what I was going to say. DK Metcalf, he's only due to get 1.5 million bucks. Yeah. I think if you're the Patriots, I, I th- you can fit any of them under the cap. Calvin Ridley, like uh, just under 12 million if the year doesn't toll over or whatever. Still not crazy. Um, Michael Thomas, you know, 17 million. Not a crazy thing. You can adjust the numbers a little bit. Maybe the Saints take some of that, um, take some of that salary as well. DK Metcalf is the most cost efficient one. 
But the thing is, you're going to have to give up a good amount to get them. Yeah. What would you say if the Patriots gave up their 20? Are they 23? Is that the pick they are right now? Yes. 20, 20, 21st, 21st, 21st is. Yeah. So say, what if they traded their first round pick for DK Metcalf? I mean, obviously, I don't think that there's a single player that, in the right? draft that you could get that's better than DK Metcalf. Exactly. I'd trade this year's first and next year's first for Michael Thomas, too. Like, I'm not so spent mm-hmm. on draft capital like that. I'm not really a Mike Dicka. Especially not I'm, that. It's a weird, it's a weird, um, it, it's a weird, like, time to be drafting too yeah that late but early it's weird yeah yeah and normally if you're not picking in like the front half of the first round you're not really getting great value on your pick Mm -hmm. but then you gotta think why would these teams take this pick either for this guy unless they're disgruntled and they want out which is why i think michael thomas is the most realistic scenario i think he looks at it and goes my hall of fame quarterback's gone my hall of fame coach is gone my quarterback, you know, threw 30 picks in a season. I don't know if I like what's going on here. I want out. I don't think DK Metcalf is going to leave when he's got Russell Wilson, who is a great quarterback. Amari Cooper, yeah. I don't even want him, but he's probably trapped in Dallas as well. Yeah. And Calvin Ridley is also realistic. I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted out, but mm-hmm. the Falcons. Supposedly he does. Yeah. The Falcons in the worst situation in the world, though. You got a former MVP, some dude who's going to get you the ball in Matt Ryan. Worst case scenario, you strap up for another year, catch a bunch of passes, earn a big contract, ship your way out and get the bag next year. I think Michael Thomas is the most urgent scenario here where he's like, I got to get out. I got to do this. Yep. I think it would be a perfect fit. I would give up anything for him. Not so much like I was going to say the Mike Dicka approach where he traded every single pick in his draft for the first overall pick to get Ricky Williams. Yep. Not that desperate, but damn close. Like I'll give up this year's first, next year's first, and then I'll give this year's second, this year's third, this year's fourth to get Michael Thomas. Ah, oh, I mean that. So you had me, you had me with this year's first. You kind of lost me with next year's first. And then you started saying not two, oh, not three, you. not Michael four, Thomas. not five, <laughs> not six. It's like, dude, so there's Michael only so Thomas many is a different maker. No, Michael he is, Thomas he is, is a difference good. maker. If you put him on the team, I think the Patriots win the AFC East. I think if you honestly, we're we're splitting hairs. If you get any of those receivers, you get DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley. I think the Patriots are far and away the best team in the AFC East. Yeah. I think. Um, so and 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 then you know who knows what happens in the playoffs. But I guess just to not make the same pick as you, because I I think you want Michael Thomas. Uh, I like Michael Thomas. I hope he comes here. I know Calvin Ridley. The rumors, the reported things are Calvin Ridley wants a trade out of Atlanta. Um, I don't know why something happened with Atlanta. I don't know, but Atlanta doesn't play sucks. So, but but if you're Atlanta, you don't really have. You're in no rush to get rid of him. Yeah. And, uh, so, so like you said, Michael Thomas seems like the obvious one. I think DK Metcalf, because I think this, the, the, the sneaky thing that's going to happen, Russell Wilson's out in Seattle this off season. I think. I don't think so. I think, I think that'd be is, ridiculous. I know. But the thing is that, you know, we've had rumors, what the last year and a half, I don't know, but, and then who knows what's going on The sea Like, let, let's just call it what it is. The Seahawks have not been good the last few years. They've been the team that like, yeah, they're they're basically the Vikings. They'll be the team that they're a little bit better than I the guess. Vikings. They hang out here and there. Like you don't like you know they're not gonna win it all, but like they'll make some noise. They're like the you know, like the fun team. So I don't know. I would rather if I had to pick, I think 
the odds are it'll be Michael Thomas, but I'd rather have DK Metcalf just because he is that he is just Young. that big, huge body. He's everything that Nikhil Harry should be. Um, I think I, I think maybe you just do Nikhil Harry for DK Metcalf straight up. Sounds like a fair trade to me. Got to think who says no. Um, I don't know. But either way, I think that that kind of brings us into the bigger thing. Do you think the Patriots are going to make a move at wide receiver? And we'll kind of, you know, as we go on, I think the next few episodes, I want to um, kind of break down like different positions, what you think they should do with this position. Should they hold on it? What do you think? But just a little teaser. Do you think the Patriots should make a move and get one of these guys? If they can't, if, if it means giving up Nelson Aguilar, which it probably will. Or Jacoby Myers, because Jacoby Myers might not come back. Okay. Well, if it means like a sign and trade for Jacoby Myers type deal, yeah, I could get around that. It would hurt real bad to give up Nelly. That would hurt my hurt my soul, yep. hurt everything yep. in me. Yep. Obviously, for Michael Thomas, I probably would. For DK Metcalf and Calvin Ridley, I guess I would, probably would. I, um, I, I don't have much faith the Patriots are going to get a deal like this done, though. Like, I think this offseason in this upcoming season, I don't think they go get a wide receiver. I think this is one of those things where the media wants it. The media hypes it up. They say our only need is a wide receiver. This is all we need. You get Mac and OBJ. You get him a Devontae Adams. You get him a stellar wide receiver that he could build chemistry with. This is Super Bowl team. No, I mean, but the, I'm just speaking metaphorically. Obviously, we're not getting either one of those guys, but I would this is just like love. I would oh, give obviously. up this year's obviously. first, next year's yes. first, this year's second, next yeah. year's second for yes. him. Because if Rodgers is leaving, Devontae Adams is out. Yes, but he's going wherever Rodgers is going, which is probably yeah, the Broncos. Probably. Yeah. I think yep. um, it's one of those things where it's uh, – the Patriots just aren't going to listen to the media. They're, they don't they, need a wide receiver. Yeah, they don't exactly need it so bad where that's going to be their main focus. If anything, they're going to bolster the defense and try to run it back one more year, and then they can get a uh, wide receiver anytime, really. They're in no rush. Max literally in his first year going into his second year. So they can try him out in his second year and see if he blows up with a, a – middle of the road receiving core. Maybe he turns them into a great receiving core. Maybe he doesn't. Then they say, all right, we need the extra help. And then they go and get somebody. I don't think they get a wide receiver. I would love it. I think they should. It'd be fantastic. If I was GM, you already know my move. I'm trading everything, the stadium, the cheerleaders, the parking lot. I'm giving up the buildings next door, the practice facility. I'm sending all that to New Orleans and getting Michael Thomas. He's only 28. I forgot about that. He's only 28, but yeah, yeah I don't, I, I do think in, I, I'm, I'll save, you know, more of the, of the breakdown for it. There is a quarterback. I mean, there is a wide receiver from Alabama that Mac Jones played with and that he excelled really well with that. I guess people are projecting the Pats might take this year in like the third round or something. Wouldn't hate John Matchy or some shit. Yeah. yeah John Matchy. Wouldn't, wouldn't hate that. Um, but again, either way, like I don't I think don't, he's a franchise receiver, though. No, 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 no. I, I just like the fact that he has the connection with Mac, to be honest. But I just like his um, last name, Mechie. Mechie. Yeah, Mechie. I don't know what we'll call him. The Mech, Mech, yeah, I don't know. Chi, John, Mech, the third, he's John the third, Mech three, three Mech, Mech three, Mech three. Oh, shit, there it's three. 
So now he's got to come. We got the name. We just worked through that. You see that? We just did years of working. Called problem solving. That's what that was. You just say words till it makes sense. Um, But yeah, so who who knows what the Patriots are going to do? Those are the people that they have, um, you know, just kind of rumors that are going out there. Um, I don't, other than kind of, I do want to kind of touch on just what the next games are in the playoffs moving forward, but I don't know. I got nothing else to talk about. I mean, I, I know we kind of hit on Sean Payton, but uh, do you have anything else to say about Payton's retirement, anything like that? Or Yeah, I wanted to bring up just an interesting point because, you know, we are coming to the tail end of the show. I want to make this fairly quick. I brought this up to you. I thought this was an interesting point. I mm-hmm. My buddy's little brother, he's a, his little brother's a good friend of mine too. Actually, he was on the show, Dre, uh, the Saints fan. Oh, yeah, episode nine, I think it was. Yeah, he actually episode wanted nine, to come I on the Shit, he wanted to come on the show today too. I meant to mention that. It's all right, we can have him on another Next time. week, we'll get him on the show. Yes, Next week, yes, we'll get him on but, the show. But he wanted to come back on, but basically, uh, since Sean Payton retired, he quit his job, hasn't left his house, he's been super depressed, and, you know, there's no real reason for him to get out of bed and live anymore, so he's he's been down in the dumps. So I was like, what's this kid going through? Let me check this out. I hopped on, looked at Sean Payton's farewell presser, and just off the bat, immediately something struck a nerve with me. A, a reporter asked him, what are some of your biggest regrets in your time in NOLA? What do you really think about what keeps you up late at night, Sean, when you think about things you did wrong in your Hall of Fame career? And you would think there's, you know, a couple like not beating the hell out of the ref who made that egregious call and whatnot. <laughs> the first thing he says is, and he starts this off. I have the quote right here. We got a lot of regrets. Uh, besides the whole Ninkovich thing, I would say, and then he goes on to detail a play against Tampa Bay, but immediately I'm like, the, the Ninkovich debacle, what, what, what do you mean by that? And I was like, is he talking about Rob Ninkovich? And at me being the historian of the game I am, I distinctly remember us getting Rob Ninkovich from the Saints. And I kind of dig some digging here, listen to the rest of his press conference, and it just absolutely blew my mind that a hall of fame coach super bowl winning coach who had a hall of fame quarterback and you know what was the biggest knock on the saints in all those years that they were competitive their offense was perfect always well, what was their problem like always defense the, the defense is what they couldn't stop anybody i guess that's yes, what it was they couldn't do and they couldn't stop a parked car and <laughs> what kept him up late at nights he said the Rob Ninkovich debacle. So to give uh, the fans a little insight here, they drafted Rob Ninkovich out of Purdue. This was back in 2005, 2006, I believe. And they just didn't really have a spot for him. He was on and off the practice squad. They let him go after his contract was up. He signed with the Dolphins, didn't play with the Dolphins. and was on their practice squad. A year later, they signed him from the Dolphins practice squad get him back a second time and were so unimpressed by what he was putting out there on the practice field. They tried to move him to long snapper and contribute for their special teams, which just in my mind is absolutely heathenous to think that our two times Super Bowl winning defensive end could have not been there and been stuck as a long snapper for his wild. absolutely unfathomable but it was just one of those things where i was looking at this and i listened to sean payton he he talked about how he's like um 
he's like, I mentioned a lot of regrets and whatnot. He said, we had the chance to get Ninkovich twice. He was underneath our nose. And we couldn't figure out a way to use him. And he goes, that just really kind of chaps me is what he said. He, he talked about that you have an ultimate winning player that gets almost no respect. He's almost forgotten. This yeah. guy was oh, great yeah. on the Patriots, made winning plays. I'll never forget his force fumble Mark Sanchez to yep. beat the Jets in overtime. Yep. That lives rent-free in my head. And other teams, look at this guy that's forgotten by fans and was just kind of another piece and a great machine that was the Patriots defense. He looks at that guy and goes, wow, I screwed that up. He goes, I had him not once but twice. The second time around, I thought he was so useless. I tried to make him a special teams long snapper, not even like a gunner, not even a useful position, just a long snapper. And I realized that it's so crazy, the talent the Patriots have and how other teams must look at the Patriots talent and go, wow, that's a, that's a guy right there. And if I had him, I'd be able to do something with him. Sean Payton said, and it's somewhere in here. I don't want to pull up the quote because then I'll get lost trying to read it. He talked about how every time he saw Ninkovich get a sack for New England, they'd play a game, they'd get to the hotel, he'd throw in highlights from a game. He said every time he saw Rob Ninkovich get a sack, he would just cringe. He's like, just get pissed. He's like, I could have had that. We literally had him twice. I could have had him for basically nothing. I signed him from a practice squad the second time. I could have paid this dude $1,500 to do this. And that must be so frustrating. It's just, what do you think about all this? Because I was so befuddled. I don't, so, so as a, as, as you were talking there, because I wanted to see, because Rob Dinkovich, one of my uh, favorite players, it's uh, my wife's, I think, probably the wife's favorite, second favorite player, something like that. It's your fact, favorite. I, I love it. I've, I've actually worn the shirt that has Dinkovich on the back um, on this podcast. Rob Dinkovich, yep. by the way, okay, he ended up 454 tackles. Did you hear Siri just yell at me from my watch? Yeah, she's telling you to shut the Holy fuck up. Shit. That scared the hell. I thought I thought there was somebody in the window again. Um, so he had almost over 450 tackles, 55 tackles for loss, 88 QB hits, all that out of a long snapper, apparently, according to Sean. Yeah. Hey, it's I I think and I wanna I wanna come up with the list, and it didn't I I didn't do it in time. Um, because we kind of talked about this real quick before the podcast, but Think of all the players that Bill Belichick has taken from other teams where those teams haven't had any use for that player or they just didn't see the value in them or or players that have been on the Patriots. Belichick gets the use out of them. He trades them and then they do nothing. Players like that. What like I think. Rob Ninkovich has to be top three, and I don't even know who the other two are. I just don't know enough, so I don't want to say Wes He was only one. a special teamer for the yeah, Chargers yeah. and Dolphins. And, and the only time Wes Welker would show up is against was against the Patriots. Um, but you have players like that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know uh, Trey Flowers a few years ago, they sent him over to the Lions. He's had some injury issues, though. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, actually, if you want to say Matt Judon, Matt Judon comes over here and plays really well, but Kyle Van Noy is a big one as well, but it just, I got one. Who, who? And he didn't do nothing after his Patriots career. Didn't do nothing. He never fumbled once in his career. Don't tell me, don't tell me what, what position running back and a weird Uh, number at that. 
Unusual number. Nope. Unusual number for a running back right before Stephen Ridley. This guy was super, went to the Super Bowl. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Ben Jarvis, the law firm. Motherfucker. We are going deep into the arc, into the archives for that. Holy Ben Jarvis. He went to the he went to the Bengals after and he was the starter over Gio Bernard and kind of faced never out. Never would have known that he yeah. went there. Never would have known. Yeah. yeah. He just Holy but he never fumbled. Shit. Never once fumbled the ball. That dude never let go of the rock. Ben, ben Jarvis. Jarvis Green Ellis. What a fucking name to pull out for I this used podcast. To love and that Who when I was didn't? reading this, that was the first thing that I, I thought it was. Damn, I miss BJGE. Holy shit, BJGE. Um, yeah, <laughs> holy shit. That's um, a name. But that, so it, it, it's players like that, though, that Belichick will get or use and send off. It just goes to show, and yeah, I, I know people are sick of hearing it, but Belichick puts you in the best position to succeed. Jamie Collins is another one. Whenever he's with the Patriots, he produces. He goes to other teams. He doesn't really, uh, or he yeah. goes to the Browns. He doesn't really. The Browns are a dumpster fire, so can't really blame him. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think that, that's not so much a detriment against Sean Payton. To me, that's almost like a backhanded, like, or, or like a, like a backdoor compliment to Belichick because Belichick's pulling these players in that are going to be whatever uh, long snappers by a coach that we both agree is a top tier coach, but oh, yeah. Belichick takes them and makes them a cult hero in, in new England. It like, shows there's don't... levels to this, like Sean Payton, who's a hall of fame coach. Like you said, he's a great coach couldn't see what this guy could do with no. Bill Belichick, whether it was the system that made Ninkovich succeed or maybe Bill taught him, you know, this is what you should be doing Little or maybe, yeah. yeah. Or maybe he just progressed naturally on his own. It's hard to say, but the guy in new England was clearly not the guy in new Orleans. If they couldn't see anything that they liked from him in game and in the practice facility. And then all of a sudden he becomes one of the, the most integral parts, like if we're talking about those Super Bowls early ones, like against the Seahawks and who was it after the Seahawks? There's so many. Was it the Falcons? He was he's still here for the Falcons one. Was he here for the Falcons? Yeah, he retired after the Falcons one after that year. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he was yeah. there for those two. And yeah. it's like he's in my mind one of the five most important players on that defense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course he was here for the Falcons. He made a play again. I'm such a fucking idiot. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, he was. He was here for the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, he was he he was a part of that defense because I think it was yeah, it was him, him and Hightower were on the same side, I think, of that line when the the lineman took Ninkovich and then Hightower went around or something like yeah. that to make the sack on Ryan. He, that he kinda... doesn't always have to make the big play, but he's always no. He doesn't have to make the big play. And guess what? That That's why all you assholes saying that Matthew Judon should be sent away because he kind of disappeared the last few games. You don't get your head out of the stats, okay? Yeah. Stats are for nerds. Bill Belichick stats said are that. for nerds. Stats are for nerds, okay? Get out of here with that stuff. Because Bill if you want to talk nerds about, and lockers. If you, if you want to talk about stats, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick has more Super Bowls without Tom Brady than Tom Brady has without Bill Belichick. So if you want to get yeah. to stats, I'll shove them in your face and then up your ass. So whatever you want to do, I'm down to do it. 
So I, I thought that stat was just crazy. It kind of blew my I, mind. I remember texting you. I used the metaphor where it's like, all right, this dude went to the gold mine, went to mine gold in the valley and came up empty. He was mining gold in this valley and found nothing. So he goes back to his hut that he built on the side of the river and he's bathing himself in that river. Little did he know in the river he's bathing himself in is gold. It's right there where he goes to bathe himself every night but yet he'll go over the mountains to check the valley and come home and not even realize it was under his nose the whole time. And that's what Sean Payton had. And he fucked it up. And I didn't think Ninkovic would ever be a top regret on like any other coach. But like when Sean Payton pointed out, I was like, that makes sense. Like he screwed up. Like he won us games. He made the big play. And then he made the play that made the big play for somebody else. He was just a winner. He would always make plays. That was kind of his, that was kind of his thing. Like he would always like when a play needed to be made, he would make it. He reminded me Don't in the same him, elk, same elk of like Teddy Bruschi, where like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna blow you away with stats and everything like that. Like that. But when things had to get done, they made the play. Um, so I think, yeah, yep. I think Ninkovich, that was wild when you told me that because I didn't even, I, I didn't pay attention enough to see that quote. When you said it, it makes sense, though, because who knows? Ninkovich is on that team. Maybe that lets them get someone else to let him get someone else, let him get someone else. And who knows what happens? But all I know is that Ninkovich was with us and, you know, he 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 won a couple Super Bowls. So time Super Bowl champ, baby. Kind of nice. Kind of nice, right? Kind of nice. nice. Um, they kind of fucked that up. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But, you know, hey, you know, whatever, you know, other you people's live, you trash live. is another man's. Yep. Whatever it is, I'm sure Sean Payton never looked at another linebacker the same after that. Nope, 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 <laughs> but, no. He probably but, looked into him so deep. He's like, no, yeah, guys, we like, might need to keep this guy. I'm gonna give you a whole series. Just go do whatever. I'm just gonna watch. You can you can screw up every play or you can make every play. Just go out and try it. Just need to see it. Just need to see it. Coach, um, I was bagging groceries <laughs> yesterday. Get out there. Just go show me what you got. I'm not letting this happen again. Go do something. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting there dreaming Ninkovich floating around his head at night, like just Ninkovich talking. Two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls. And Ninkovich gets the sack, recovered oh, by Ninkovich. He's like, fuck. I love Ninkovich. Wakes up in cold I, sweats. Big, big fan of him. Um, of course. So uh, before we get into the playoffs, though, real quick, uh, Antonio Brown's having his little tell-all thing with Bryant Gumbel on whatever sports. Yep. You're going to watch it. You excited about that? No, I'm not going to watch it. That dude's no. clinically insane. Anything he has to it. say, it's it, it's ignorant. It, he's he's truly, and I don't throw the word ignorant around lightly because I think it's a way for people <laughs> to ignorant. dismiss. He's ignorant. Yeah, it's. I think it's a way to, for people to dismiss other people whose opinions they don't like. Yep. But in the, in this case, there's truly something wrong with Antonio Brown. A lot of people yeah. play the mental illness. I don't think it's spelled mental illness. I just think he's fucking dumb. I it's don't not mental illness. It's not. Yeah. He said that it wasn't. He said that he doesn't have. He's never. He, he's never had to get tested. He said that he doesn't take pills. Nothing like that. He's like. In fact, he said he just has a higher IQ than everybody. That's, I think see, th- that makes sense. Yeah, that's it. He's he's just so much smarter than everybody. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Like that's exactly I, what I would think a dumb person would say. God, yeah, yeah. That's all it comes out. I am gonna watch because I want to see how he talks himself into corners or backs himself into corners and talks in circles and says that the team in like the little quick snippet for like the little, you know, teaser trailer. He said that, that the team forced him to take Toradol shots, which doesn't happen. 
um, teams don't force you to do that. The only way you get a shot is if you volunteer to get it. So already he's, he's lying. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think I'm just going to wait for the highlights to come out on social media. If somebody says just just significantly smarter than everyone else, I usually think they're jackass. It just kind of reminds me of that quote. You've seen the bench warmers, right? Of course. When he's like, I forget what the uh, John, the dude who played Napoleon Dynamite, I forget his name in that movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. He's picking his nose, and Rob Schneider's like, you know, what do you – stop picking your nose. He's like, what are you, scratching your brain? He's like, yeah, because it's huge. Picking his nose. <laughs> that's, and it's like, that's what I imagine Antonio Brown's like, because he's so clearly stupid and clearly thinks he's a smart man. It's like, yeah, you are way off, buddy. I don't know where you're coming with this. He's an idiot. He, he's just he an is, idiot. He's, he's, there's no redeeming qualities. He says he wants to play with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he posted a Photoshop picture of him in a Ravens jersey. I hope he plays with the Ravens because he'll destroy that team too. That's just one less yeah, team I the Patriots not. have to worry about no i don't yeah i don't think he's gonna come back but either way i don't want to talk about that loser uh really just a waste of space uh before we get out of here real quick um the two games this weekend um both on sunday no saturday games we got the first game at three o'clock on sunday so just letting everybody know it's not one o'clock not four o'clock you got three o'clock game Bengals against the chiefs in kansas city who you got who you got and who do you want to win so Chiefs might come, be two different answers. Yeah, Chiefs come in as heavy favorites here. They are predicted, you know, they are seven-point favorites, a touchdown favorite. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs win. I have a hard time imagining the Chiefs don't win. It's hard to beat a team twice in a year. It's especially hard to beat Patty Mahomes twice in a year. The Bengals did it. In fact, they kind of killed them the first time around. Who would I like to win? God damn, I like an underdog story. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's a big baller. I love his swag. I love how he smokes cigars with his legs crossed. I heard many, (laughs) many stories of him getting wild and frisky down at LSU with many people who uh, claim to have participated in the Joe Burrow Love Fest. And that is just more and more hammered home the point that this is a guy that I can get behind. This is a guy who can lead my army into battle. If so calls it, I see him fit. I like Joe Burrow. I would love to see them go to the Super Bowl. I would love it. I don't think it's going to happen, though. In fact, I, I see no scenario where they beat the Chiefs, even though they have this season. I don't think they can do it again, especially in a crazy playoff-filled Arrowhead Stadium. Give me the Chiefs. I hope the Bengals. I was rooting for the Chiefs last week because I refuse to root for the Bills because I'm a Patriots fan. I do not root for rivals. I do not root for division rivals, I guess. Um, You said the Bengals beat them earlier in the year. I'm going Bengals, I think, and I want the Bengals to win. I mean, I I think this is is the time where you kind of see the Chiefs, I don't want to say exposed because exposed makes you think they have glaring weaknesses, which they don't have glaring weaknesses, no. but they do have some. I think the Bengals put in work against the Chiefs. I think it's a close game. It's not, not going to be a blowout either way because the, the Bengals have too good of a defense. The Chiefs have, you know, a too good of a team. Um, you know, obviously they're in the AFC or the um, they're in the NFC, the AFC, Jesus Christ, the AFC championship for a reason. I think it's the Bengals. I think this is the year Joe Burrow makes it to the Super Bowl. I do not think he wins the Super Bowl, um, yeah. but I think Joe Burrow makes it. I think the Chiefs lose at home, um, and that's also who I want to win. So 
care to make a friendly wager? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got? Six pack of blue moon. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I All got right. as you can see my little blue moon glass that I sold from Applebee's. So that was me. You got Bud Light. That's fine. I'll get you. A, yeah, yeah. Six pack of blue moon. We'll do so, it. Um, yeah, here, let, it? Me, let me. There it is. Ah, Excellent. Firm handshake. That was it. I, I know. Yeah, right. I didn't want to squeeze too hard. You know. Yeah. Um, but head the gym. So there's. Stop it. Stop. It. <laughs> um, so so I got Bengals. You got Chiefs. NFC. Real quick. 49ers at Rams. Who you got there? I think I know your answer. Like I said, take number one, but it probably got lost in the multiple takes we did. I bet $20 <laughs> to win $600 the day Von Miller got traded to the Rams for the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I'm all in on the Rams. I think they win. I think they go to the Super Bowl. Who do I want to win? The fucking Rams. Who do I want to win the Super Bowl? The fucking Rams. Matt Stafford, baby. Riding with it. Yeah, I, I don't think um, – I like the Niners. I like Jimmy G. Uh, Me too. He's a Kittle, Kittle, outside of anybody on the Patriots, Kittle is my favorite player in the NFL. Love him. Um, he's hilarious. He, he's awesome. He lo- he's, he's, he's a tight end's tight end. Loves blocking, loves catching the ball, all that. I want the Niners to win. I would love to see the Niners win. I don't know. I, I don't know how they do it because Jimmy G always seems to make one big mistake every game he plays in. But I think this is the year that the Rams and Matt Staff- Matthew Stafford gets the monkey off his back. I think the Rams win the Super Bowl this year. So I think I think the Rams It'll be make tough. it. The defense they have a scary defense. Yeah. Like if you think about it, that Bucks game. If the Rams don't turn the ball over and kind of start that little comeback, it's a runaway win. It's a it's a blowout. Yeah. So I'm going Rams. Um, that's who that's who I think is going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be Rams Bengals in the Super Bowl, and I think that the Ram, I think the Rams take it. I think this is the year, and I want Matthew Stafford to win. Uh, Aaron Donald is too good of a player to not end his career with the Super Bowl, um, and then Von Miller too. You know, uh, he was with the Broncos, kind of wasting away on that team with you know great defense, kind of mediocre offense. Um, I think Jalen Ramsey, shit, him too. Fuck, dude, they got a good defense. Now that I'm listing off their players. And- um, and the real superstar of that defense, right before the playoffs, they pulled him out of a two-year retirement. They re-signed Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle. It, Love Eric Weddle. And, and I want him to go to the Patriots. Yeah. Any yep. team that has Eric Weddle instantly has success. If we're talking about, you know, I don't care if you sign him at the age of 50. This guy is a baller, a superstar, yep. and a playmaker. And he laid the wood on Mike Evans in the last game. Absolutely <laughs> decapitated him on the sideline when they when they threw the penalty flag and they were hoping to get. And they picked it up. They picked it up because they were like <laughs> the refs all got together and they were like, "All right, well, that was obviously egregious, but you saw Eric Weddle made that hit." They're all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." They're like, "All right, we well, can't call that. Pick it up." It's Eric Weddle. We can't. We you know, can't. Like, call it. We can't. He'll kill. Yeah. He'll kill us. He'll kill our family, and he'll kill our uh. family's family. Love Eric Weddle. He used to play with the giant Monster. ass beard when he was with LA. Yeah, uh, or, so or I think I, I think there was San Diego at that point, actually. The Chargers. San Diego. And then he went to the Ravens, finished. He went to the Ravens. Ravens. Yep. Yeah. No, I I love Eric Weddle. I hope he I, I hope he wins. I want I, I want he deserves the Rams it. to win. I want, yeah. I think they're like I said, they have too many good players to not win. Because I mean, you do always want to see good players and get at least one title. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, oh, like, yeah. like it's just you know, like the fact that Dan Marino never won that sucks. The fact that yeah. it took John Elway so long to win, he should have won more before. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that won- reminds me. Did you ever see Dan Marino's last game ever? No, no, but it, it wasn't good though, right? Because because I remember Nick Wright was talking about how he was going to make or Josh Allen's game was going to be like Dan Mar- or someone's game was going to be like Dan Marino. Ben Roethlisberger was going to have a game similar to Dan Marino's last game. It was not good is a very, very conservative way to describe that. What happened? It I was don't remember. A downright dumpster fire. He threw uh-huh. like four picks. Uh, they were against the Jags in the playoffs in like 98 or 99. And they destroyed them. I got to look up the final score of this game quickly because it was a bloodbath. Dan Marino couldn't uh, do anything right. No, uh, I didn't know that. I Because I, I knew that he ended Look up the highlights. Poorly. It's truly hilarious. I remember watching it. <laughs> oh, God. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, my God. The final score, 62 to 7. <laughs> Dude, oh, no. he he got cracked in the 1999 divisional playoffs. Oh man, second round of the yoffs, he got 62. Yeah, why 62? did Dan Marino retire? Because he threw five picks in his last playoff game and got bounced. Oh no! Oh, oh. no! Yeah, it was really bad. Two to set. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, he threw that for 95 yards, two fumbles, four picks. His first pass was a pick six. <laughs> last pass <laughs> wait, wait, a- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So he threw for under 100 yards. He had yep. two fumbles, four yep. picks. His first pass was a pick six. His last oh. pass was a pick six. <laughs> I mean, what are we... <laughs> What? I didn't know yeah. it was that bad. Bloody, bloody. I remember watching because oh, I was a huge no. Fred Taylor guy. And Fred Taylor had like three touchdowns. There. Oh, yeah. Everybody loved Fred Taylor. Yeah, monster. But former former Patriot, too. Former Patriot, great. Yeah. No. Si- bloody. He had six turnovers. <laughs> Just to himself. <laughs> and he gave the other team two touchdowns. <laughs> Oh, he gave them more than just two touchdowns. Those are just the ones that went immediately for touchdowns. I think all the other turnovers went for touchdowns. Did he play the whole game? Nah, I hope not. <laughs> so he didn't play the whole so odds are he didn't play the whole game and he still threw four picks into I think the backup oh, no. threw a pick too. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, oh, go, no. go and watch the highlights, dude. It was oh, I don't know if I want to. I don't it want to get really gross. I, that Jacksonville led, Jacksonville led 38 nothing at the half. Sounds like the Patriots game <laughs> against the Bills. Yeah, kinda. Oh, no. Oh. oh, no. Okay. So, well, so. you know, RIP Dan Marino's career. Um, <laughs> yeah. That sucks. That sucks. So, <laughs> but, anyway, but, anyways, though, so I got. Here. I got I got Bengals. You got Chiefs. We, we're both riding the Rams. I think. Yeah, uh, I think the Rams make it sure. all. I think the Rams win it all this year. Um, other than that, though, this was the first offseason episode of Tuck Rule Takes. Um, it was. Felt weird. No Patriots game to talk about, but definitely um, does. We will. I figured we will keep. We'll we'll just keep it going. You know, as long as the season is going on, and then I'm assuming in the yeah. offseason there'll still be shit to talk about. So, you know, we'll kind of turn into more of an NF or. 
kind of like we did today, more of like an NFL wide type of a podcast. So, yeah. um, you know, we will, we're not going anywhere. Just like Mac Jones, no, the Patriots, not. they're I not going anywhere. away to nothing without seeing this beautiful face weekly. So I'll, I'm ready. I'll be on here. Let's keep Stop the party rolling. It. Keep this train going. Maybe next time we'll get it first take, you know, in the first day, we won't have to, you know, record, stop, record, stop, record, stop. Maybe. So, anyway. I don't know. Who knows? Yep. Who knows? I'll, I'll light my laptop on fire. See if that helps. <laughs> um, so, all right. But yeah, so next week, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe not. Who sees? Who knows what the hell happens? Um, no. But anyways, though, Mike Sullivan, this is Tuck Rule Takes. Liam McDade over there. RIP Kobe Bryant. Um, that's it. That's it. We out. Sweet baby.